I'm your man Edward Shelton from Starting Over Podcast, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This is Swag Nito with Clicks TV, and you're listening to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is Skylar from Generation Clicks, and you're listening to Dial H. Episode 126 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I am your host, Hunter Smith, joined by my two, my cousin and good friend, Austin Smith. How's it going, guys? The sexiest man alive, Drew Alderson. I guess that's true. And the smartest man alive, Edward Shelton of Starting Over Podcast. I might not be the smartest, but I am a 10th level intellect. If you can get that reference, you've watched way too much Justice League. So, we're going to talk about a few things today. Um, you know... The main topic is going to be the dials on the cards, also known as the end of the world, according to HG Realm standards, and yeah. uh, play a little Bad Samaritan, do a little community, yeah. kind of the usual the usual thing. First, I just want to bring up, if, you, if you're a recent listener, you may not have heard Edward on our show before or, or heard of him, but Edward does Starting Over Podcast, which is found on YouTube, probably... The longest running consistent Hero Clicks podcast. I guess you could count Clicks Cast, but they take long hi- hiatuses off hiatus. from time to time. So I'd say Edward's probably the longest running. Uh, I'm uh, like I just episode up. Well, I just uploaded part one of episode one seventy. Yeah. So it's been a bit. So he's got a good almost full year on us, or a full fifty episodes on us. This is one twenty six. So yeah. Um, he, like I said, he's on YouTube though, so you'll have to go over to YouTube right now. Starting over podcast, Edward uh, covers a little more substance than we do. We tend to be more on the entertainment and, uh, you know, recapping the the last couple weeks side. And Edward will teach you some things. I'm I'm your hero clicks preacher, according to some people. Dollar Hero Clicks is brought to you this week by RC Cola, the only cola with active ingredients that will survive a nuclear holocaust. RC Cola. Make fun of us now, but you'll be thinking us later. Okay, RC Cola, oh God, for real, that messes with my stomach, because it's like high acidity. <laughs> Just it, thinking about it messes so with my stomach. So, at work the other day, I came out of the bathroom, right? Oh, God. And I went to go to the water fountain, and sitting there was a bottle of RC Cola, unopened, and someone had just left it there. And I thought, well, that's about right. <laughs> and then walked away. <laughs> Let's kick it off first with some news. We're going to, you know, the reason I wanted Mr. Edward Shelton on here is to provide some insight and uh, and knowledge and another perspective on today's topic, which is going to be kind of the card on dials fiasco. I'm sure if you're listening to a HeroClix podcast, then you're aware of what we're talking about. So I'll briefly kind of break it down and then uh, I'll let Edward kind of recap and I'll just ask the group of us some questions as we go, and we'll take turns kind of giving our opinion on what we think. Um, essentially, WizKids posted a long article, along one of their design insight articles, which I do usually enjoy. It, it, I think they do a good job with them. Um, you can find those on HeroClicks.com still, even though they've changed some of it. You can go to HeroClicks.com right now to pull them up, read the whole thing. The, the initial one is quite long. Uh, so you may have to just like pause the cast and read through it if you want to read the whole thing. But um, at, initially they wanted to put the entire dial on the Hero Clicks card. And that would, of course, allow your opponent 
for most of you guys know, you can always ask to see your opponent's card. So therefore, you'd now be able to see your opponent's dial. And for some of you at face value, that may not seem like a big deal. It may seem like a memorizing dial Austin type thing. Smith. We'll get to that. But... <laughs> When you really look at it and think about it, there's much more to it than that, and that's what we're kind of going to kind of get into here. Um, we're going to kind of tackle this at less at face value and more of the meat and potatoes of the subject. So let's pretend that it had stayed this way. <laughs> just just for a moment, Let, let's pretend that the Hero Clicks world players didn't revolt and uh, get. Whiz kids to change their mind about that. <laughs> let's just let's think of how it would have changed oh. the game from a from both. Let's let's cover a regular standpoint. Just you know your everyday venue, weekly venue play, and then your meta game play. I want to start with Edward and see what okay. he thinks on it. Uh, first off, let's let's just say on if we stay at local level, here's what will happen. Experienced players will be like, "Hey, cool. What's your what's your team? All right, can I see your cards? Look at the cards. Look at the back of the cards. Remember how many clicks the deep each you know the big thread is. Blah 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 blah. Then hand the cards back. And then the ones that are sharks in periodically throughout the game would like ask to see your cards because it's an open information game. And eventually the gradual evolution which still will come is card sleeves but at, at the local level the newer player won't understand why they are definitively losing they'll just think that oh everybody's been playing for longer they must be that much better instead of them not understanding that they they pretty much have like the genetic code of all their figures like right there on their card and by handing it to their opponent it's just like saying yes Please DNA, you know, swipe me and also make viruses specifically to kill my my race. Feel free to kill wipe our whole entire group of plastic people off the map, and that's what happens. So that's that's what I see happening on a local level. On on the larger level, when we get to that, I will tell you the evil that will occur. Yeah, I agree on the on the local level, and depending on how I guess experienced and good your player for lack of a better term good your local players are um it'll get into probably some of the things that edward's going to talk about in the competitive side of things where you it makes it much easier for you to choose who to target with perplex who to how much damage to dish to this character versus this character if you do multi-targeting um you know which attacker you want to attack with first because you'll know exactly how many clicks it takes your opponent's figure to go from toughness to super senses. You may go with psychic blast first and then your precision striker will go second. Simple little things like that. I think the majority of even local players will start using that to your advantage. And that's kind of what Everett was saying. You know, they're going to look at your cards and, and think of that. And you know, my initial argument, or not necessarily mine, but part of my initial argument was, well, maybe it's not as big of a deal um, because you can already kind of do that now if you take the time to memorize dials. You do have a slight advantage over your opponents already, you know, in the past. But it's there's so many figures these days. I would have to imagine even the most meta of meta players don't 
know exactly every damn click of True. every damn meta piece there is, every yeah. value, every power. Um, so I, it, the more I think about it, the bigger a deal I think it would have become. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Austin. Tell us what you think. I'm a casual player. I want to make that straightforward, like from the beginning. <laughs> it's um, like before you go and send your hate mail. Before I get I'm, like tons of hate mail. Yeah, um, I'm a casual player. I'm a casual player. Um, I don't do well with memorizing things. And if I had a dollar for every time, I feel like I've lost a game because, surprise, a dial had something weird in the middle of it that I didn't know about because it's an obscure-ass figure. Um, I probably would have at least ten bucks by now. Um, I thought, like, while I think it was a bad idea to provide that open information after reviewing all the crap and being yelled at and arguing with 50 people by now, I think the entire thing was blown way out of proportion. Would it have been bad? Yes. Would it have been the death of Hero Clicks and everyone would have quit the game? No. I I think WizKids is trying to do... They, I mean, they kind of touch on the article. It's something they've thought about for a long, long time. It's not like they randomly just out of the blue were like, we're going to slap dials on the cards. Like, apparently it's been an internal debate with them for a while. Um, I've played a dozen other tabletop games that provide this kind of information where it's not that big of a deal. So, I don't know. Um... It's going to be interesting to see knowing your own stuff now on hand. I'm fine with that because now I know my own dials. I don't have to memorize my own dials perfectly. But there's also the factor of I'm kind of afraid to play stuff I'm not used to because if I don't know the dials of the new stuff, I, can, I can't play it as effectively. So I'm kind of sticking to the stuff I'm familiar with. Um, I can see in the competitive sphere how this would just royally fuck everything up, but... As a casual player, I didn't think it was as big of a deal as people were blowing it out of proportion to be. True. I disagree. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So, casually, um, I think it's bad. And professionally, I think it's worse. Um, the we reason gotta wait for professional. We have to wait for professional. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting for professional. Do casual first. That, that is going to be the King Kong element. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. It's y'all show. I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're great. Um, <laughs> you're doing great. Um, so casually, I think this takes away something from the game that, I don't know, it's just like, it's hard to explain. There's wonder there. Like, you might be, like, super shitty that you got beat, you know, by this guy, you hit him for five, and then he hit a stop click, and then it turns out that stop click, he has a 12 attack, five damage with hypersonic speed and super strength, and you're super mad, right? You're like, crap, if only I could see this coming. Well, here's, in all honesty, like, it's just fun, man. If you're playing casually, it's for fun. Like, I can I can see that argument that the surprise dial aspect is fun. It takes away a whole design element that is just like, well, what's the point of having stop clicks now if you know, you know everyone's going to have a stop click? What's the point? Like, but people who play the shit out of the game all the time already know that everybody has stop clicks on those clicks. Yeah, it's literally just a gap between new players and old players, but it's based on memory. It's word of mouth, man. It's something magical. I'm telling you. I kind of get where Drew's going. I kind of get where you're going with that. And you know, that was part. We'll get into this uh, in after we talk about competitive. But I think that's sort of what people were also getting at with the sealed complaints. Is that part of the fun of sealed? Is not knowing all the dials yet and you're including your own figures that you're playing and so 
now being able to see your own dial kind of takes some of the the magic, as Drew puts it, out of the game. But we'll get into that next. Let's have, all right. So Edward, let's start with you on the competitive side of Hero Clicks. Oh gosh, what would okay. it have been like? I shall bring forth the doom prophecy of the Hero Clicks <laughs> now, and I will bring it down in thunder of what the evil gods of WizKids tried to bring upon us. Now, um, first off, for how many people that don't know, there is open information in terms of cards, but you can't do certain things such as have pen and paper, okay? Uh, There was a former Heroclix player who printed out all the dials uh, for his player base because he played with legally blind people that could hardly see. And uh, he got in conflicts with WizKids because uh, they weren't allowed to play in tournaments uh, with that little booklet, uh, you know, because they couldn't, they didn't want the players to be able to have uh, access to information more than anybody else. So you have two historical things that make you go WTF. Number one, you can't write stuff down. I can't write down Super Scrolls powers, but I can have four little uh, 20D dice sitting on my side. Uh, with different colors to let you know which powers I have. That's legal. That's legal. But the moment I write something down, it's illegal. So you, you, all, you, you right there have a conflict of their own intellectual thinking construct. Okay, that's the first problem. The next problem on, on the competitive level is this. As much as we like to hype up in the competitive scene that we know all your dials, I, we don't. You know, we don't like like if you ask me like why I fail at Bad Samaritan, if he's like with this with this keyword and these powers and blah, 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 like go back like I think almost two years, like the last time I was on here, like it was the New Year's Eve party into like 2015 somewhat. So over a year, I I was so bad. I was saying, is it War Machine the entire time? Okay, (laughs) that's how bad it was. All right, so war machine. that's been the running joke for all this time. I've been giving you different war machines. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> is it war machine? But we don't memorize everything. We memorize the key meta figures, the key figures that are in the meta. Um, and even then, people do not account for mental fatigue. And and that's one thing I, I coached. And, and, you know, inside track, that's one of the biggest problems I've heard from Heroclix players is, you go through five rounds, and round six, you just don't remember stuff. The archive is not, you know, you know, in you know, LED lights with you hooked up to Siri and Skynet. It's not that good. You're you're probably got like a dot matrix printer and you know a Kalinko machine from 1986, and you're wondering if it'll land in the disc will land in the right slot to help you make the right decision. That's what your brain's like after five rounds of hero clicks, and. people make mistakes but if you're able to say at a high level tournament you're on click five you have two clicks left i have precision strike with three damage and two targets you have no damage reduction and i have one other character that i can target that has impervious i'm going to do two damage to that character he's going to die i'm doing a guarantee one damage to that other character and i'm going to get him off impervious that that's automatically a problem and even still with the dials being on the cards you still have to hand the cards to your opponent. If you slide the cards or anything like that, you have to make sure that you MacGyver it just perfect. And if at any point in time the cards fall on the floor and your opponent is able to glance at them, they're able to have a good idea of what your your dial is. Which, 
lead you to the next stage is, is that you have to have card sleeves. Go pack, pack card sleeves, Okay, yeah. now if you have card sleeves, who's eventually going to be selling you those card sleeves? Whiz kids. <laughs> because cause look at it now. They're already doing maps after maps have been proven to, to be a business. Um, they're doing the Clicks FX after, you know, lo and behold, another guy did it for several years, and Hair 10 did it. So it, there is business things behind it. But even going ahead, just saying with the card sleeves, if something happens where now they produce like a complicated character, like old school Crisis Dark Side, all right, and and, I, and that's the one that just popped in my mind. If you have so much special power text that it will go past the front of the card, yeah, <laughs> you have a problem because you cannot have any information on that dial side at all other than that dial the moment any bleed over information leads over you as a player have the right to get that information to confirm that that color or that power that character possesses so their their own rules do not allow for this to happen and then of course the worst thing of all really is the moment that that card that dial is on my card what justification is the dial to be on the actual figure itself? And how can you justify to me that I need to spend another $1.50, $3, $8, on that new Batman, Superman, whatever, when in all honesty, I just need that card, and this is just Dice Masters, except with little plastic men. Yeah. What's to and prevent that, you from printing out the card, cutting the circle out, and using that as your figure? Yeah. You, you might as well, if they would have kept it I mean, it like you can that. do that now from AC Realms, but... I mean, re- realistically, there's nothing that makes that dial element important the moment that it hits that card. You, there's no reason for a different sculpt or whatever, because the moment it says Batman, I'm sorry. I, as long as I put a figure out there that says Batman, hell, I could put a pog out there that says Batman on it. doesn't even have to have the image. just says Batman on it. Then it, it represents the same thing. And, and I can have all my dials out there or all my information out there. And that's, that's the problem that WizKids didn't think about from their other properties, and it made a lot of people afraid that they were trying to pimp us out like they did the Dice Masters community. Because that's what the Dice Masters community is. You buy a dice, and there's four to five cards for that dice, and you're scrambling to get those super rare chase cards so that your dice are more powerful than what they are. And you could see WizKids could easily do that by having packs of cards to sell us with the same dials on there but different traits and do different superpowers i mean uh sorry different special powers and based on rarity mind you they can lower or increase the power level of that figure while maintaining that same point value i can see that fear actually that's a good point i didn't think about the fact that technically if the dial is the same you could swap out the traits and special powers with different cards yeah yeah you know i had that's a. I think that might be a step too far into the conspiracy theory zone. But I, or maybe we'll get there, but it'll be a little longer than you know what we're thinking. But I, the whole selling us card sleeves thing is something that seemed really obvious to me as soon as this entire thing came up. Um, it seems like a no-brainer on their part, and I, with their history, it, <laughs> it's a little hard for me to trust that that had absolutely. Zero, impact. zero impact on your choice to finally decide to do this um, because I think if 
if this really has been an eternal thing that they've been thinking about for a long time, I call bullshit. Because if, if you've had enough Heroclix players or Heroclix testers and you've presented this idea to them enough, there's no way that you have even 25% of people you ask say, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, there's no, just from a design, if you're talking to people who actually design the game and therefore know the intricacies of the game, there's no way that you think To be fair, these are the design team we're used to being led down by for years now. Well, (laughs) in all fairness, I don't think it is an external play testing issue because if so, this would have leaked. Yeah. Like, I know enough people, and I and I and I say that in a very clandestine way. I do know enough people that if this was something that they were sharing with the external play testing, that would have came out. That definitely would have came out because I I can't name numbers. Let's just say I know enough people that if two or three of them were quiet. I still would have heard from enough people. So no, they this this isn't something that they shared with any of their playtesters. Well, external playtesters. This is completely internal in their little group. I almost wonder if the whole dial on the back of the card thing was already lined up and they shot far just to try to see the reaction to that and then they pulled it back to what they actually wanted, which would be dials on the back. Does that make much sense? I have no idea. I mean, there's no way of knowing. I, I, I Yeah, it makes sense what you're saying, but I there's no way to really know. Yeah. Um, that would be convenient because they could be like, hey, we do listen to feedback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's so no downfall. Let's use that as a segue because that's one of the things I wrote down to discuss as well. You know, what? So for those who don't know, if you've been living under a, a Heroclix rock for two weeks, they enough outcry happened from us as a community that... What two days? Three, it looked two, two days. Two or two or three days later, they changed it and said, "Okay, well, we'll put it on the back of the cards." That <laughs> that's something that uh, I can't. I mean, is there any other precedent of them changing their policy on something because of enough outcry from the community that you can think of? I feel like I'm forgetting something about Gen Con. Maybe battle. Maybe it was the battle royals thing I'm thinking of. Like. They initially wanted to do the whole, there's only going to be the, what was it, like random. a four-man thing? It was, it was originally going to be only random four-mans, and then they made it where you... There could. was enough outcry where they changed it, but but now I'm recalling what it was. But they were like, oh, okay, enough people don't want to do it. that We'll have it as an option, but it's not going to be mandatory. But next year, it's going to be mandatory. And it's like, no, the problem is that you told people this after they already paid for their tickets and after they already bought their Gen Con badges, you can't now change. People were, they got pressure from Gen Con, basically, is what happened. It wasn't from response from the community. It was enough of us complained to Gen Con that, hey, and Gen Con even made a, a statement about it saying that they had gotten so many complaints. So I think... You know, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say, uh, that's you didn't make that decision because we complained. You made that because we complained to Gen Con and Gen Con complained to you, basically. I, the watch list, in part, is due to casual and competitive complaint. That's true. I, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I will say that most of the time with the watch list, it's not all of a sudden they were like, oops, we messed up. It's usually that it's like, oh... Oh gosh, that's that's not right. Oh gosh, no, it's ugly. Ah, because 
the internal playtesters, the people that design the game, are very casual. Even Norm, with him hosting major events, I don't see him as a hardcore player. I see him as an experienced player. I see him as a veteran player. Those are two different things. But I don't see him coming in trying to break stuff. Can he make something strong, quote-unquote? Yes. But I don't see him seeing the, yes, I put this with this and I break your, your rule set. And, and because of that, there's things that get through that's just like, nope, you, this, this, this should never existed. I like Super Scroll. Super Scroll should never exist. Because as a veteran player, it makes me too powerful against a new player. You know, um, there's a few others that just like, no, it shouldn't exist. And then you add in the way the wordings are. So like take Super Scroll again, add in Star Sapphire Battery. Every time you whack Super Scroll, I do damage to you because of Mystics as long as you don't hit me with Pulse Wave. And guess what? I got a food token. So unless you have Pulse Wave, you literally cannot kill Super Scroll. You've created a don't die state. And, And people don't realize that. So it that's that's the part where I'm like, yeah, WizKids does react, but even when we brought that up to WizKids in the past, like, you know, like you, you could create Super Scroll in the don't die state, they still didn't fix the zombies um, because of that. So like all the zombies can do that. If if you use Super Scroll, you use Electro, you use Kingpin, the moment that you attach the Star Sapphire battery to them, they're dumb. But the, they never thought about how figures work with each other or figures work with uh, other game mechanics that they've already created. Everything is in its own little vacuum, and that's bad game design. It yeah. just is. Yeah, and part of the issue is, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but from what we've heard rumblings of here and there, it's usually that a designer will do the vast majority of a specific set and then a, a different designer will do will be working on a different set. So for instance, like primarily one or two people were working on World's Finest while one or two are working on X-Men or whatever the next set is. And so that's why a lot of times we see there's there's evidence of it if you really look into the sets of like uh, Slosh, for example, you know, the whole Bizarro, Highfather, you know, all this Gosh. stuff. It's like you, there's evidence that within a set, usually, things are in check. But it's when you combine them with other sets that all of a sudden, it's, it, you're like, how did they not think of this? And I it's I think it's more of a left-hand, right-hand situation every now and then. But uh, the other thing you got to take into account, though, is when it comes to Hero Clicks as a company... How important is competitive to them? Competitive players buy off the secondary market typically. They're not the ones opening booster boxes. It's usually the collectors and like the randoms off the street. To a, I, it's to it's a hard point. for us to say that. It's hard for us to say that because they don't. We don't get numbers. You know, we don't. You can kind of compare it to, to know. other collectible games though, and they all are like that. Like competitive magic. Competitive magic players don't buy boosters because they're playing sealed or something like that. They usually buy directly no, they what buy they boosters. want. It's hard to know, honestly. It, I I don't. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I don't feel I, comfortable. Telling I, you. I'll I'll tell you this, and and here's where I I can say it. You will get money from the competitive player if you offer high end tournaments. So like your. Uh, what were those? The Wiz Kids opens, yeah. Uh, Nationals, Origins, Gen Con, Salt Lake City Con when they were there, whatever. 
those bigger events, when Wiz Kids show up, you will get hardcore players to come. The problem is this, okay? Wiz Kids sort of shows that they don't trust their own product because all of that stuff is sealed, okay? So what happens is that the hardcore player is saying, I already paid money for this. Why am I paying money for this again? I already have all these figures because I'm a hardcore player. That was the problem during Wizard World era was that the Wizard World champion would get a factory set of the most recent set, which didn't do that player any good because they already bought all the figures from that set. So effectively yeah. it was just like a cash prize, effectively. Yeah, yeah. You could have gave me, you know, a hundred bucks and that would have been better than all this plastic that I'm just going to sell on eBay for a hundred bucks. And then have, you know, PayPal take five to ten percent out of that profit. And so none of that gets back to Wiz Kids anyway, because yeah, you sold it on yeah. eBay. Yeah, and well it actually hurts the player in, in the long run. But then for for the competitive player, depending on really their job, like real life money, like they will buy cases uh, or they will buy off the secondary market. Like me, I'm doing okay. I'm not baller. I buy off the secondary market. I have people that I know that buy cases and then go to their local store to buy product. Um, but it also depends on that culture because in some places you can't get a deal on a case. I can't get a deal on a case here locally. If I was paying one twenty four a case here locally, I would buy a case. Okay, but I'm not. Buy, I, I don't get that. I have to pay MSRP. So when I was playing MSRP for a brick years ago, it cost me one twenty. And when I started to realize, like, no, homie, you can't keep doing that and not get all the figures you want, and you're spending an extra hundred dollars anyway. I was like, I might as well buy off of eBay. But they went and freaking squashed the online retailers and reduced their options. And a lot of online retailers are stepping aside. And all that's really doing is giving the cats that get the hookup on the cases more market share. It doesn't fix yeah. anything. But that's that's me head slapping myself. So I'm, I'm sorry. Well, to keep the ball rolling on the topic, um, I kind of briefly brought it up earlier. What effects would it have on Sealed other than the things that I mentioned, like, and Drew mentioned, the the magic of Heroclix, the, the kind of the surprise of you, you, you build your team, but you don't have time to build your sealed team and memorize their whole dial as you go, and what click am I going to push on if I push you or whatever. Part of the fun of sealed, I agree with people who say this to, a, to an extent, it, part of the fun and part of the challenge of sealed um, as long as it's a new-ish set, as long as you're not like sealed at Gen Con where you're using a set that's like eight months old, um, <laughs> is that is that you don't know what's coming. That's part of the fun and the challenge, you know. And if you can, if now I can see what I'm going to push on every time, I I can see where people are saying it kind of takes some of the fun out of the game that we've gotten used to over the the um, years. My issue with it, actually, and this goes back to my general issue with it altogether and particularly with Sealed, is it slows the game down. It's more things for people to check, it's more things for people to compare, it's stuff like that. So in Sealed especially, where like you're going to want to pick up your opponent's card and really look at them because you've never seen this figure Shh. before. Shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> Shh. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. We're not supposed to look at the back of opponent's cards anymore. Shh, don't <sighs> tell them that. i got such a problem with that. No, no, I'm, so, I'm just, I'm just joking. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean that's really my thing. Was uh, in general, I thought this whole thing was going to slow the game down, and it's not. They've gotten good about kind of speeding things up a little bit in recent years, especially yeah. compared to back when we played in Chaos War. And I kind of hate to see all that undone by one change. Yeah, uh, I, I was joking about that with 
don't tell them that because that was one of the things in a couple of competitive chats I was talking about was how do you distinguish between legal time and stalling time because if you're looking at your opponent's dial on their card and there's a minute or two minutes left how much of that is stalling and and so like that that is a legit issue it's just I I didn't want makes me want to fight people honestly (laughs) considering I got stalled out by one guy all he had to do was pick up my card and be like oh well I'm trying to figure out how much damage I need to kill this thing and in those last minutes like every damage does count so like that would be the time that people would be looking at cards more anyway so it would just exasperate the problem yeah for sure so moving forward now that we know um, you know we will be able to see our own cards or our own dials full dials but we will not be able to we are not supposed to be able to check our Uh. opponent's dials Um, do any figs get hurt and do any figs get buffed by this down the line I think everyone brought up Grandmaster Grand basically Master. in that first day. <laughs> yeah, but nobody gives a shit about Grandmaster. Yeah, Grandmaster's terrible. <laughs> any anything else? Does anything um, get better by you being able to see your own? There's like another character that has something if you name uh, the power. Yeah, the Riddler that... from '66 had something like yeah. that, didn't he? Yeah, there was one other character. Or, I think that was opponent styles, though. I could be wrong. I yeah, can't. it was like your opponent's dial. Yeah, I mean, but it was, I think it was opponent's, yeah, so you would be able to see the dials for that character. Um, I think the other thing that, from internally talking to rock people was, there was going to be a meta split, because you had characters without dial information, and characters with dial information, and with the rules of yeah. open card information, how much would you be willing to invest in older sets to know that your opponent will not get to see the dial of that character? And then if you pulled out some weird shenanigans stuff, then it's like, oh, you you don't know how deep he is. Ha, 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 that's on you. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, but I also think the other losers in this is like the Nick Fury, Mysterio type characters, multiple mans. Oh, yeah. Or, and, or characters that have multiple dials on one click. And I mean, sorry, multiple dials on, yeah, multiple dials on the dial. That's a fair way of putting it. And how do you space it out? Or do you like just have the you know the one dial and the little marks? And like, like what, what do you do? Like, I, I don't know how that's going to turn out. And then do, where do you start arguing with people? It's like, I thought you played it on the rookie dial, but the stats say it's on the vet dial. Like, you know, stuff like that. I think that goes back to the whole thing where they said that from certain sets forward, it would be the ones that got them as opposed to other ones. But I think, honestly, that does bring up a good point of would this impact dial design in the future? Like, would future figures they print be different because they know that the dials are on the card now? Yeah. I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean they right. have to. It's uh, we know how good Whisk is about their copy editing. This so, is true. Before we uh, finish this subject, um, just the way they fix this uh, kind of irks me. They just put it on the back like it never happened, like a tumor, and like <laughs> it's, it's there. So like, 
Is it like a tumor that they were able to just wedge yeah, you're slowly like, around oh, their yeah. side onto their back? It's like, it's back here. It's like, oh, this enti- the entire dial of a figure is now on the back of a car. And only you can see that. So, like, and Edward mentioned this earlier. What What's going to happen with Overlap? Like, I'm colorblind. I'm fucking colorblind. You're not allowed so, to play Hero Click so anymore. So, let me... You, this is your ACL tear. You're retiring from professional The only play. way <laughs> I can tell, it helps to tell a lot, is by, you know, like, um, the actual card, which comes first. Like, either toughness or combat reflexes. Or, like... Oh. They're still doing it on the front, but they're cramming it in. They're cramming it in? It, the front of the card will still have all the powers and stuff listed. So put, yeah, so the way that it will, is supposed to work is... Correct me if I'm wrong, but only the dial is going to be on the back of the card, and then everything else will be on the front. Okay. They're making two columns. On the current card, so. just one column list. The new one, they dropped the font size and the icon size, and now it's two columns. Well, that's kind of what we were saying earlier. Edward brought up, like, Crisis Darkseid, for example, or you could think of other figures, like Mitzelplex, who has, like, all these different special powers that are kind of long. Um, yeah, any Crisis colossal. Dead Man? Um, Crisis Dead Man. Yeah. That block of text jericho with his uh jericho's jericho possession too. power that's like half a card long like <laughs> that you know what maybe that's a good thing though maybe it leads to less special powers or maybe it leads to more succinct wording on special power i don't know um, I'm, I'm just trying to they play have like i mean they did bring out the unique modifier thing like right before yeah. this yeah I, and another thing like like are they gonna like double like Colossals, are they gonna like? I know Colossals <laughs> are the one that's confusing me. Like I'm sitting here thinking about like you get that damn dungeon master guide where you fold out all three <laughs> flaps in front of you. Also, the card looks like ass. I'm just gonna say it. it looks, I agree. It, yeah, I, I'm not crazy it looks about bad. it either. But that's whatever. It's aesthetic. That's an opinion. Oh, I forgot something Uh-oh. about the magic of sealed. I haven't had the magic of sealed since like mutant mayhem. Actually, no, legacy. Because I always go to AC Realms and I sit yeah, with in the preview section, so I I just look at all the dials as people post them from their their bricker case, and then I'm like, "Dear Lord, if you love me, <laughs> Y'all pull please the give me the following in my pools." I mean, I, I do that too, but I feel like by the time I get to the yeah. table two days later and play my game, I forgot. I remember who the good figs are. You know, I remember. Oh, if I pull him, I'm going to play him, but I don't remember. What when that stop click's gonna pop up on Sodom Yacht or when this is gonna have you know what I mean? I feel like it, it, I can see it both ways, I guess. Yeah, you go both ways. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyways, all right, well, to round out the rest of the news, um, the rest of the news is exciting though. Yeah, the rest of the news is good. World's Finest came out uh, recently. Sure did. What a set. Thoughts, Edward? I mean, we've kind of shared our thoughts. What did. What are your overall thoughts on the set? Uh, it, it's it's there's a bunch. Um, my <laughs> first thought, my first thought is, wow, trying to inflate the cost of the booster by putting you know super chases that are dumb broke inside mm. of the boosters and then bring back guy packs. And I'm like, yeah, I can sort of see you trying to bring back the the price and the cost of the booster, but it's still not there. But then. The I would say the haphazardly way that they've done the ID cards, that more pisses me off than anything else because for Avengers, for you get the, about the same volume of high ID cards, they spread those out between three sets. 
with yeah. with this with the Justice League, they're just like three sets of worth of ID cards, one set value in the booster, and and it's like no, 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 and that's why like some of the ID cards are stupid price, even though they're low rarity, and the high rarity ones are even more expensive than the higher rarity ones from uh, Nick Fury. You know, I see stuff out there that's more expensive than a level 7 ID card, and it doesn't make any sense, you know. Um, but other than that, I I like it. it. I think this is the first time that when I did a set review that I, I went to three parts in a long time, and I haven't been at three parts since I had, like, George Masu and Dan on, you know, with me, and we were talking about just about every figure. So, like, there's a lot of playability out of this set, but I think they, they did make some... They did some good things and some bad things. Uh, good things, like World Finest, that's a really good piece uh, in terms of forcing you to think about split and merge dynamic and using that piece. So, And it gives you multiple entry levels so that if you really want to think about it, you can still pull off cool shenanigans with that piece. Um, then also with the dual effect, attack feature of not having damage reduction, you know, slap a Henry or an enhancement behind them, you know, you're talking about eight damage that they're able to crank out in a turn. Um, you have cool, like, sacrificial pieces like Zatara, who if you get on a middle click, he could just do, like, boom, pulse wave. Oh, but one of my listeners pointed out to me, like, put a White Lantern uh, construct on him with the White Lantern power battery. Oh, he comes back, and you can regen him. Yay! Uh, you know, the witches uh, are good. I like the black cats. Uh, the black cats are broken. Because they're, the, the power isn't unique yeah. when it triggers. Can't so, like, if, if you have four black cats, one rocks walks through their entire team, and then, you know, your opponent starts attacking you, you have four triggers per every character that got walked through of prob globally on the map. That's that's too much. They, they should have said, if not already affected or done this turn. Then that would have been a little bit better. Um, the bad part really is like superman is op like oh, yeah. the super rare superman that's that's legacy superman like He's one for one legacy cool superman nah, i don't uh, yeah I, I don't think most people that haven't played that long understand how stupid that is that that's legacy superman um and at that at a cheaper point value value than legacy superman with with willpower with indomitable uh you will see that superman that, that is a huge problem. Um, if you thought that the, the 250 Superman was bad, this is far worse. Like he's, I'm not going to say he's game-breaking, he's going to ruin the game state, and everybody's going to complain about him and want him nerfed. But I, I will say this, people will not like seeing him, and he will show up a lot. And he has enough points left over where you can be like, oh, I'm going to slap in you know, this, in this other figure, in this. Uh Another figure that's a little bit too strong for what it does is Harley Quinn Prime. Oh, yeah. The, I yeah. think that's one of the better figures in the entire set. Yeah, she's still going for like 40 bucks. But Kingdom Come TA, plus Super Senses, Psychic Blast, 11 Attack, 3 Damage, Sidestep. Range is okay, but you get, you're get you able to like sidestep, throw out a Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box has RCE and Blades. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I have a 10 Attack, so now I'm 11-2 or a 12-1. And then it's like, uh, yeah, but I also have all this stupid amount of enhancement that's really cheap for me to generate. So now I can actually be like a 12-4 for a free attack. 
and and that's the part that I think that Wiz Kids is sort of like deep to be on, because if if you give a character the ability to generate a character for free, cool. But then to have that character attack for free, not cool. That that doesn't work. That's that's too strong. You've just given your opponent, you've given sorry, you've given a, a player technically two free attacks. Sorry, two attacks for the price of one in a turn. And if the range was like three or even two, I would understand that. But it's freaking six. Like <laughs> that's that's not right. It's like they um, took Alyosha and. Around the same point value, or maybe the exact same point value. What was Alyosha like? High eighties or something like that. Somewhere um, around there. And then just made an even better dial on the figure, and then a way better token pop off. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I don't like the Joker, but um, where what was it? There was one other figure, uh, Metallo. I think Metallo. Once the rotation happens. And you get Super Scroll out the meta. You get um, a couple of other characters out the meta. Metallo starts to pop up as a viable beat stick option because you're able to pick like an attack and a de- defense power, and or you can modify his combat values by plus one. And so all of a sudden, you either have a guy that's able to pick up an ultra heavy and charge you in the face and do seven with eleven attack. Or he's able to, you know, at any point in time, just be like, yeah, I have regen, homie. I have super senses, homie. You know, I have energy shield deflection, homie. You know, I have psychic blast at a three range. Oh, nope, I got a sniper rifle now. It's a 10 range. You know, stuff like that. I can charge blades. Um, I can charge quake, depending on the situation. Or I have precision strike now. Like, subtleties of being able to just pick powers and not have any penalties to it. That's yeah, his dial, I think, is a little shorter than Super Scroll, but his stats stay consistent. He has upfront shape change, so he's easily able to say, like, I have Super Senses, Invincible, and Shape Change, and let's just say Blades. Okay, or uh, Quake, or Super Strength. Any, any of those combinations are great, and you're going to try to get through Shape Change, Super Senses, and Invincible. Like, the only way you're going to do that is Pulse Wave. Um, and then there was, uh, Element Man is like the Ghetto Super Scroll. He's, he's like, yeah, he's Ghetto Super Scroll, but he has Outsiders, <laughs> which is cool. And then, uh, have y'all played with that Negative Man yet? He's I've seen him, no, I haven't got a chance to play with him yet. That Negative Man can be fun if you do enough yeah. shenanigans with the Poison, but, um, also, was it uh, the Condiment King? God, please don't bring him up. Condiment King's great. <laughs> he's, fucking, that... <laughs> he's he's great. I I oh man. I mean, Condiment King and Rainbow Raider, bestest of friends. I know him as Mitchell Mayo, but that's just because we're you know we're best buds. It's yeah, just... but I, I mean that's fun stuff. Like ketchup and, and uh, mm-hmm. Have you played with Alloy either? Yeah, I played Alloy in a sealed uh, last Thursday. He's yeah, he's a monster. <sighs> yeah, that that one's fun um, because like Alloy, like I started thinking about it. Like Alloy for how deep he is at a three hundred point meta at two seventy five isn't great. Yeah, um, you know you could do like Phoenix Force stupidness with him and then watch people sort of cry. But the fact that when he 
dies, he doesn't really die. He turns into a big metal man pinata. That's the part that I love. Yeah. Is that all of a sudden it's like, you thought the battle was over? <laughs> Poof. The battle just begun. Stuff got real, son. Stuff got real. It kind of makes me sad there's not a merge mechanic for that. No, there's not a merge mechanic, but they all explode. But here's the cool part, is that it has to have a character. They're all unique, but you have to have a character with a Metal Man keyword. And then you just pop out Doc Magnus, which is the abomination under medics. Mm -hmm. And Doc Magnus comes out, and he's like, yep, I'm going to heal you, you, you. And you. And then all their little sidestep stupid bonuses come in. Like, one of them has, like, the super perplex, and then... Yeah, yeah. ten. Ten, yeah. And it's like, oh, gosh, really? And it's like, yep. <laughs> so you just line up, like, all the metal men that you want, and then I think, what's it, does Platinum have Defend? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pla- yeah, Platinum has Defend, and so you line it up. So, like, Platinum's, like, right nearby, like, in the back. And then you have, like, lead and tin and copper just set it up where you just pissed off your opponent so bad. And it's like, yep, we're going to heal. Doc Magnus, going to heal. Yes. And, and he then, just bombs them on the forehead, and they fall back, and they stand back up, and they're fully healed. So my SEAL team, and this was nuts, and I hope I get this at the WizKids Open because it was nuts. It was, But I think the WizKids <sighs> Open is 300. This was 400. Um, it was Alloy, Tin, and uh, I can't even remember the last one, but all you need to know is that, know is Alloy and Tin, because a 22 in this set is nearly impossible to hit. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that that one was definitely, like, super fun, but I know we got, let's talk about the chases. For <laughs> real. Like, I, I talk, like, like, for real. Do, do you want to sell your house to get one? <sighs> Well, Austin's already pulled at least one. Right? I pulled Spectre, and uh, I sold it for seventy. All right, so this is my biggest problem with this set, as like they have the nerve, the balls, to put a sealed up like a big sealed event like right after this set comes out, because like this set is so top heavy. It's like a woman with large breasts jogging down the street. She's got knocking all, herself out. You got all your super rares and chases up here, and you got nothing down there. All right. It's like, it's insane. Like, you pull, like, Alloy, you pull Supergirl, you pull Montremala, even the Joker's fine, Metallo, um, any of the chases, Lex Luthor Joker, World's Finest, any of the Super Rares, you just win. There's maybe two uncommons that are, like, amazing. Major Force is really good, and, um... Yeah. uh, I can't think of the other one. Negative Man's pretty good. Negative Man is pretty good, um... But yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of small junk. But you can get really unlucky in this set. It's insane how unlucky you can get in this set. Say your rares are the Chief and Doc Magnus. Oh, my rare was the Chief. (laughs) My super rare was the Chief. You got wrecked! (laughs) No, but I had Major Force, but I did get Um, wrecked in the final round. Major Force is so good. And he's he's like the last bastion of hope. You have to hope. You get if you look like I got two ragbands in pre-release. I, I wanted I wanted to jump off a cliff. Like oh, oh gosh, like here's what one of our guys pulled. One of our guys, and he hardly plays anymore. He pulled Mercury, which has the TK. He pulled like I think a Batman or somebody with a Batman TA, and guess his final piece that he played. Just guess what it was. Shazam. 
Shazam. That was correct. So he had TK in stealth, and he just murdered everybody. God, that's not even fun. <laughs> yeah, like he, he just like boom in hindering, and it's just like I I, I can't stop it. Yeah, you can't stop it. And I'm sort of glad that I lost the match, so I didn't have to play that. Bella <laughs> <laughs> Batson up on your face. Yeah, but that that sucker is broken. Like he is fifteen movement. Like, who was smoking crack that night? And it was like, yeah, Steve, I got a good idea. Steve, Let's give him 15 yeah, We haven't shit on Steve in a while. And, of course, there's a broken-ass chase printed. There's yeah. six broken-ass chases printed. They're all dumb. It's like, yeah, let's make him a wild card, too, because Lex Luthor... You know, he he just mind control Billy Batson the entire time. And he's going to have shape change. Ah, oh, yeah, super senses. Let's make him like old school Casey Sazam. Uh, then the, the other guy's like with a huge bomb. They're like, you're like, yeah, man, that's a good idea. But I got a better idea. Let's, on top of that, change the Kingdom Come team ability to beat <laughs> super senses at range. We were just talking about this the other day, actually. <laughs> like, come on! It's like Super Scrolls, but better. Yeah, this set's dumb. <laughs> yeah. One TK Shazam gets to the other side of the map. It You cannot hide. There is no place for you to go. He's, he's like the FBI. They will find you. It's Turn just one. a matter of time. Ignore that van out front of your house and the one behind your house and the one down the street around the corner. From your house, yeah. <laughs> turn one, pass, turn, and cry. Turn two, pass, turn, and cry. No, no, because what happens is the Shazam carries up the TK about four to eight squares out, just barely outside of attack range, maybe two squares outside of attack range. Then he waits for you to do whatever you're going to do. Then he gets TK'd out, picks up an ultra heavy, smacks you, and then runs all the way back to the TK. There's nothing you can do. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, he's worse than Casey Flash. Sorry to the viewers at home for this graphic content. (laughs) No, but, like, he has a three range, which in hypersonic speed turns into two. He literally has the same movement as Casey Flash, and no one thought that that was a, a, a bad idea. But he's also got a lightning bolt for his symbol. I mean, it makes sense. Gosh. <laughs> well, to keep the cast rolling, um, to finish out news, there's really only one other thing worth mentioning, and that's yeah. uh, figures.com. Spoiled some images. You can find them all over. Um, we're looking at them on Married with Clicks Facebook page right now. Follow them if you don't already on Facebook. Uh, like, whatever it is on Facebook. Um we're getting a Punisher's van, battle van. We've only asked for that for years. We're finally getting that. It's beginning to make me think WizKids is literally three years behind on the design. Turtles van for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Surfing Batman with a shark. It is an actual shark figure as well, like a bystander <laughs> type thing. And then Cosmic Daredevil and Kingdom Come Hawkman. Now this makes me worried. I was talking to Jake about this. Because if they're gonna finish out one of the KC, if they're gonna finish out the KC chases through con exclusives, are we gonna see a Red Sun Lex Luthor as a con exclusive? Like we joked about that before, but now I'm beginning to think it might actually be where they finish that out at. I I give them credit on that one slightly, and and here's why. I don't want con exclusives to be OP. 
I don't want more Batmite-type situations. I sure the heck don't want any more Felix Val situations. Oh, yeah. At the same time, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, con-exclusive. You know, like Ghost Rider last year. I will say this. Picking up the Turtle Van, I hope that that's something that you can buy. Because I know that they're going to sell out of those like day one of Origins yeah, um, and cool. end of Nationals. We're going like, to be straight in line up. for days <laughs> to yeah. get there on. Yeah, the Punisher van, that one, I'm just waiting for so many porn and pervert jokes to come out. Like, you know, it's it's not even funny. Uh, the the Batman, like that's that's pretty cool. The The whole jumping the shark gag. That's that's pretty good. Uh, I think the question comes in with the shark. Are we going to also get like a return of the shark repellent object? Like, I just wonder if we'll get it not in like attachment to the uh, utility belt, but maybe as like a special object or something to have shark repellent. The, that would be cool. The irony um, that we're going to get a Batman con exclusive jumping the shark at potentially the time when we as kids has finally jumped the shark. <laughs> Actually, yes. Maybe it's a uh, you know company zeitgeist thing going um <laughs> have you seen the uh, weapons from the punisher battle van yet no i haven't looked at that i just saw cool. the pictures yeah i saw the pictures of them they're supposedly equipment which is pretty cool yeah also like with uh cosmic daredevil my only problem is if, if that fool is better than captain universe from Avengers Assembled, I'm going to be so pissed. That ain't going to be hard, though. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not too difficult to do. <laughs> it's My Black History the... Month team sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I tried. I tried yeah. so hard. So, I can, I can picture Kingdom Come Hawkman's dial in my mind right now. If he starts on the elevated and goes down, it insta-gives whatever figure it is. 12 movement. Uh, the only He's going to have a white box, because, you know... We're gonna break the we're gonna break the chains of just having you know these insane normal like twelve movement white box that says he can full you know he can charge full range, um, uh, thirteen attack super strength, twenty impervious. Are you sure it's not energy explosion? Six damage is what I'm thinking for okay. King Come Hawkman. A hundred and ten points. I'm looking at the old Hawkman right now. Yeah. Okay. I think here's what's going to happen. He's going to start off with a 13 attack, maybe a 14, because he had a 12 in the past, which was stupid back then, okay? So if he's going to be six clicks, he's going to have invulnerability up front, he's going to have, like, a four-range running shot, and then, like, maybe three or four damage. And then he's eventually going to go into, like, charge blades or some stupid stuff like that, and then end off with, like, regen and like probability control and then his special powers like from the skies you know like uh, uh roll a d6 you know roll two d6 uh King kingdom come hawkman is able to use blaze claws fangs at a range of four or five or six or something <laughs> and then when he rolls his d6 you know subtract the damage by one and something dumb like that oh, i can weird. see them doing that yeah i throwing spears at you I like the return to alternate versions of characters for con exclusives, though. 
I'm kind of hoping they stick with that because, to be honest, like the fact that we only got a weird and an animal man from con exclusives was was I didn't like that. You talking shit about animal man? No, I'm talking shit about the fact that one shot uh-huh. characters. No, no, keep talking. We shouldn't get one shot characters as uh-huh. con exclusives. They should be in the sets. Kill this man. No, I get I get what you're saying. Uh, no. Better get what we, I'm saying. You that better, we should have gotten those man. in a reg- in world's finest. You know, which this set's retarded as shit when it comes to what's actually in it. Anyway, it's basically. Doom Patrol and Metal Men featuring Batman and Superman. Alright. Well, let's see. Let's go... Oh, there was a Colossus spoiled from the X-Men oh, set. Yeah, that's right. I'm glad you... Well, I'm... We're, we need to keep things moving because we're running super slow on time. Let's go... We talked about Magneto before. If you guys want to follow along for uh, Colossus... Did we talk about Wolverine before? I don't think so. No, we did not. So we're going to talk about Colossus and Wolverine super quick. Go to hcrealms.com, go to the units section, and go to the UXM tab. It's one of the first ones on left, Uncanny X-Men. Both Colossus and Wolverine are both commons, and they're both cheap, 50 points. For one, I'm just glad, even if these dials were crappy, that you know you now have the option to play a Colossus at 50 points. It's nice. I was talking about that with someone the other day. I said I'm really happy that uh, teams are able to be played... Um, like you could play a really good X-Men team at 300 with like six different X-Men characters like that, which is cool. And you'll notice they both have this cool trait, all new, all different X-Men. It says it's a unique modifier. We've talked about in the past. When this character is healed by the X-Men TA, modify its combat values by plus one until your next turn. I like that. Simple, sort of like a an, an ATA almost, really. Like it's yep. just an extra effect. I like that. Um, Colossus is not a bad figure for 50 points either, and he has armor and X-Men keywords. He reminds me of the Mighty Avengers trait, kind of, almost, in mm-hmm. regards to being, like, an ATA in trait form. And then Wolverine is also 50 points, as we mentioned. He does not have Indom like Colossus does, but he has a couple other things going for him. He's got Charge on the first two clicks, Flurry on the last three, and notice all of a sudden on that very last click his attack shoots up to a 13 with Flurry have Blades. You- have y'all noticed they've been trying to make it so you can actually feel like full rosters of teams at 300 outside of a team base? Yep. Yeah, and that's something we should have been able to do for a long time now, but at least it's finally coming, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, this goes hand-in-hand hand with that 50-point Magneto that we that we got not long ago that was also really... I, th- I felt pretty good. He was boss. Points. He's yeah, boss. He's going to be good. In my opinion, like, I've always thought it was weird. Like, 150 to 200-point figures should be those big cosmic baddies and stuff like that. Like, you should really have most of the general rosters, like, less than 125. Um, and uh, Wolverine has a second trade also. When he clears action tokens, you can heal him one click as well. Um, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Bad Samaritan, and then we'll finish off with Community. So, hey. it's been a long time since we've done Bad Samaritan. If you guys don't really remember how it goes, uh, basically, Austin has three figures... And they are all modern age. And that's really all we know about them to begin with, is that they're modern age. Other than that, we get our clues through a random number generator. Um, we'll get three rounds of guesses. Both uh, Drew and I will get a guess. And since Edward's our special guest, he's going to get he's going to be on Drew and I's team as well because he knows. You know, he likes to be on the winning team if he's going to be on the show. That's we'll right. <clears throat> and uh, if Edward, Drew, and I still don't get it. Um, then after our three rounds of clues, then Austin will win. I don't know. What do you think? Since we have three people, should we give? Uh, uh, let's see. What what kind of extra bonus could we give Austin to make things no. easier? No, no. 
No. We'll take we'll take one less clue on the final round. That's fine. All right. So we'll get five total five clues. That's six. I don't know how hard the day. Hold on. Do you not remember my previous times playing this game? <laughs> no, we do, but they're on a winning streak, so they got to give me something, and they're using you as an excuse to do it. Ah. Okay. The viewers at home gotta think that there's a challenge here. Ah, uh, okay. And since Edward's a special guest, he'll get to pick all of our free plays that we get today. Alright. Don't put Yay. that pressure on him. <laughs> first figure. First rounds of clues. Rarity and any improved movement or targeting. Common? No. <laughs> Black Cat. It's not Black Cat. She would have improved movement. She has she? improved movement. I don't know. God, Hunter, you get one guess and you screw it up. <laughs> Wait, which so, Black Cat? The Black Cat from... No, I mean the, the generic, the black, the generic black Cat. Yeah, the generic How Black Cat. How do you know man. that Black Cat's a boy or a girl? Shitlord. Check your privilege. Anyway, <laughs> <continue. What? laughs> anyway. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is a podcast, alright. Anyway, <laughs> um... I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Edward, what, you have a guess at this impossible current situation? Gosh. It's possible. Uh, it's just lottery using chances. Using my non-psychic powers, picking randomly, uh, it's going to be Black Panther. It's not Black Panther. Why are we on a black kick today? It's Black no, History Month. No, because I'm here. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Black History Month. Go with the program. It's black History Month, and I'm here, and it's sort of in the forefront. Our <laughs> new clues are also not going to help us much. Opening defensive power and range and number of bolts. Special yeah. defense power, five, two bolts. Well, it really narrows it down. Um, black light. Doctor. Neither of you are right. Okay. Wow. Dr. Black Light. <laughs> um, Batman. Batman. It's not Batman. Alright, last <laughs> clue. Told me it was Batman. Last clue is team ability. Shield. Ooh. Oh, that. Common shield, five range, two bolts, and a special Clay defense. Quartermain. It's not Clay Quartermain. Good guess, though. I was close. Two, five range, two bolts. Common special defensive power. Edward, you better not be on HC Realms over there. I'll reach to uh, that microphone no, no, no. and I'll smack you. I mean, you. I don't do that. Uh huh. If you did, you hear a click in the background, and everybody <laughs> that everybody's listening to my show can definitely know when I'm clicking through HC Realms. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Um. um hmm. Man, it's got to be like a shield generic. Yeah, definitely. Especially with Austin's past. But if it's this I don't know what you're I'm I'm going to throw out a Hail Mary here, and I'm going to say uh, the shield. Uh, what is this like? It's not the shield cyborg. What the hell was that sucker? Bodyguard. No, it's not the bodyguard. It's he's there like was, wasn't, he's like there a was cyborg. A, yeah, there was a cyborg, wasn't it? Just called shield cyborg. It wasn't. That's not what it's called. It was like shield something. It was something like cyborg, I guess. That's my guess, and I know I'm wrong. It is not the shield cyborg. Okay, I'm gonna go look now. It is actually what he's called, a shield cyborg. Let's see. What's the one? That, oh, it is called the shield cyborg. <laughs> what's What's the one that Sarah Garza is the non-generic version of? What's her? Or, or maybe? Or wait, no. I, I don't think sorry. Sarah what's Garza. the one that Maria Hill is the non-generic version of? Is what I meant to say. Is it specialist? Is that what it's called? 
I'll go specialist. I don't know. It's not specialist. All right, what is it? Nick Fury, Agents of Shield, zero eleven, Agent May. All right, fine. Oh whatever. yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah, all we right. don't love you. Awesome wins round one. Let's go to figure number two. Fresh figure here. Let's get some better rolls. Uh, we're not off to a good start. Yeah, we got to get some magic going. Name of a special power. Any special combat symbols. Augmented psychic powers and flight. Augmented psychic powers. Interesting. It's, um, Despero? It's not Despero. Hmm. Good guess, though. I completely forgot Despero existed. And the... And Despero's the, been my friend for years. That guy's I played nuts. almost every version. People, yeah. He's, that guy's nuts. The augmented special power, or, uh, Psychic thing is that on the opening click, right? It's just a special power. Okay, so not but not on the opening click. Augmented psychic ability. Do I have to tell you if it's on the opening click? I guess not. I was about to say you trying to weasel more info out of me. Um, who would uh, I has augmented be, psychic abilities? I could be almost anybody. It's not Mento because Mento doesn't fly. I'll go Modam. It is modem. Oh shit! Oh wow! High five through the easy. <laughs> Free. <laughs> All right then, I'll take that. Damn son, that was total luck. I'm not gonna lie. All right, <laughs> last figure. This is the tiebreaker. Fresh round the clues. We started off with two free plays. Edward, what do you want? Uh, some good ones. We usually go set. with. Um, set. Don't drop the ball. Set. <laughs> All right. He said he wants set, and then. Other than that, some options are like set number, named keyword, generic keyword, trait, special power. Okay. I am going for set and rarity. Shit, it's going to give full, it's going to give everything away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got you, bitch. <laughs> no, like straight up. Justice League Trinity War and it's a uh, prime. Oh sweet! High five through the internet. All right, woo! Captain, I'll, oh, well, I mean, Trinity you guys War. got three guesses. You got two more rounds. You can guess all four primes. I, I almost wasted one by saying Captain Adam just now, and I was like, wait, he's <laughs> yeah. a different set. Now the competition comes, which you was gonna guess it first. All right, Trinity War and a prime. I can't even remember. Freddie Freeman. It's not Freddie Freeman. Dr. Light. It's not Dr. Light. Oh, shit. It's Edward, either, you got a 50-50 chance. It's Nick Necro or... Um, Who was the other one? Free, uh, Freddie was the rare. Uh, Dr. Light was the common. Who was the uncommon? Was it Dr. Minerva? No. No, no. that was Guardians That's of the Guardians. Guardians. Whatever, I don't know these characters. <laughs> Um, <laughs> who was the uncommon? I may prime? have a saving grace here. <laughs> <laughs> who was the uncommon prime in this set? Gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, dang it. Because I played that in so much sealed of that. Okay, so there was okay Doctor Light because he sucked. I do remember Nick Necro, and I. Speaking crap, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Who I is the common prime? He, he obviously picked it because it's somebody that, like, is not a common Oh! Character. I know who it is! Alright, well, you'll have your chance. 
I'm going to alley-oop this one. I'm going to say Nick Necro, knowing that it's not right. It is Nick Necro. Oh. oh. The other one was The Outsider. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn you getting two free plays. Had he picked <laughs> set, and, set and set number, it would have screwed me too, though. Well, he has no proper keywords. So, like, there's no proper keywords. His abilities are really vague. I was like, maybe I can sneak this one by and they won't get rarity or set number right off the bat. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> good choice. <laughs> Ali, hold on, wait. Ali, you? Yeah. And, you know, I do a spot oh. web on it. And bam. It's He's on fire. Austin. He's on fire. It is All-Star Weekend. Or was All-Star Weekend just last weekend. Austin, yeah. come on. All right. Um... Last time we got to do is just some community. Let's go over to our Facebook page first. Facebook. Where RenoCon had asked us, he says, I assume you guys saw the photos from the toy fair that showed Punisher's van, Turtle van, Surfing Batman, and uh, among others. Which item are you guys most excited about? Turtle van. It's a it's a tie with Battle Van and Turtle Van. Actually, I'll go more with Punishers. I'm a van kind of guy. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go more with Punishers because I've wanted that one longer. I I just recently realized that Turtle Van would be a possibility. So I'll go with Punisher Battle Van. I'm not going to lie. From what I saw, and this is, this is going to be a, a little bit telling, the moment I saw the Turtles Battle Van, the five-year-old in me went, yay! That's exactly like, what like, I was like, 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 literally like a five-year-old child, like, shot out of my mouth for a moment. And then I'm like, hold up, wait, I'm a grown man. No, no, I'm a grown man. And then you uh, see but, yeah. sewer lids and he freaks out again. <laughs> Tur- uh, Turtle Van, close second, uh, the surfing Batman. Close second. Oh, dude, I just had a genius idea for what they should do with the Turtle Battleman. Like you said, it should shoot sewer disc, but in the way oh, that those, yeah. those old Nerf yeah. gun things shot the little foam discs that never worked or flew properly. Now, as a kid, there was always a Turtle Battle Van toy I wanted that we never did get, and it had, like, you loaded up the launcher and it, it shot It actually did. Out. See, that's yeah. what I want. I didn't know this existed. Maybe we should uh, hit up eBay and see how much one of those goes There's for. a couple vintage toy stores around here. Uh, We're Michael, grown men with grown men money. That's right. What about Drew Alderson? Maybe we want to hear what he wants out of it. What do you here. like the best? Including the Hawkman, the Daredevil, and the... I feel like we're forgetting one thing, are we? Maybe that was it. To be a unique snowflake, I will say the Hawkman. All right, I good choice. Hawkman is always a good choice. We Mike, also have taken Daredevil. Michael Bardo. <laughs> Hawkman's for the birds. Michael Bardo's... <laughs> God damn. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bardo says, well, this is my second time writing on this stupid fucky phone. All right. Uh, when you guys were talking about old pieces to use in the new ROC format, I had made a team for when... Wow, I can't... There's some grammar issues here, but uh, one map took seventh but finished fourth in place. It was kind of what Drew made for a team. It was Mr. Mitzelplix, Rocket Raccoon from the comic set, Black Suit Spider-Man LE, Nighthawk Prime, and John Constantine from New 52. Wow, what kind of format is this? It's, um... Oh, that's the ROC, the ROC yeah. format. Okay, any yeah, yeah. Figure. Any card, that's right. Okay, actually, that sounds really nice. Mitzelplix with anything, particularly. Uh, those other figures sounds pretty annoying. Especially John Constantine from New 52 coming back. He ended up losing to a Thanos and Red Sun Superman in top eight. 
And just wanted to let Drew know that, yes, this team will piss off a lot of people. Also, when I listen to you guys at work and I'm playing Bad Samaritan, people stare at me when I'm saying out loud the figures uh, because of my headphones. Dude, it's fucking Faust. It makes my day go by easier because people leave me alone. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Keep up the good work. That's why I'm an asshole to everybody. It makes my day go easier and everyone leaves me alone. When you're yelling out devil worshippers, it makes people <laughs> wondering what's going on. <laughs> Talon Rooney also says, very much enjoy the podcast. It's easily the best I've I've heard. All three of you have been instrumental in my learning curve climb. I'm but, sorry. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're more of like a learning retardant overall. He says, for ROC, I'm working on a 400-point theme team. I'd like your opinions on it. It's a soldier theme. I can't decide on one. I already of, hate it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide on one of two variations. Nick Fury, Jason of Sparta, insert crap here. Or Nick Fury, Jason of Sparta, insert different crap here. How did you know? You're, you're close. Nick Fury, possessed by Ion. Okay. You can't use that for this current age. He has to wait until. Uh, yeah. He has to wait until modern. But anyway, go ahead. Green light, or maybe this is an ROC. Uh, green light, Captain Marvel, General Lane. I love General Lane. Uh, and the green battery with construct. So yeah, obviously this is a different. Uh, yeah, it's format. Isn't ROC about to switch though pretty soon? Uh, um, yeah. it, it's coming up pretty close. April, pretty May, soon. May. Oh no, April, April, April. The other variant is the same team but with the indigo battery and proselyte instead. I'll be able to add the sniper rifle if I do that though. Which one would we prefer? Hmm. Um, it... He does have a very range heavy team, so the indigo. Would be nice, but the green light at the same and time. he doesn't lack willpower. You know, look That's at those true. figures. Nick Fury has willpower. Captain Marvel has willpower. General Lane, I think, has willpower. But even uh, if he doesn't, Captain why Marvel. does he need what, it? Is that Prime Captain Marvel? Yeah. Yes. No, he doesn't have willpower. He doesn't. His defense is defend and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that's right. That's that right. One well, there's also the other effect that the green battery uh, slows down enemy teams, too. Like, it's not yeah. from the multi-free. They both actually look pretty good to me, honestly. If, to be if, I, I'll tell you the truth. If you really just want to sit back and piss people off, I'm, I'm going to tell you the 100% honest truth. Folks don't realize how much it pisses them off and how much it screws up the meta. Indigo battery. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many people that said, Nick Fury, Jason Sparta. And I love Jamie Jordan because he brought it up on the quarry. But literally, like, I have seen so many Nick Fury, Jason and Sparta teams in, in the last four months. I don't want to slap Jamie. I want to slap the clones. Like, I just want to do one of those, like, was it Three Stooges? Sort of, like, slaps. Like, please, people, think of something else. Uh, but definitely, if, since Nick Fury and really range-based meta is supreme, until freaking Shazam and his godly red lightning came out. Yeah. Uh, you really are not going to encounter much... You're not going to encounter much uh, resistance. The Green Lantern power battery, most players are skilled enough to work around yeah. only having one free action. So depending on the skill level of the people that you're playing against, if you're playing with people that are veterans and that's the majority of your player base then, yeah, Green Lantern battery isn't going to help you. Indigo is. If you all are majority noobs, like within the first year, two years of playing, then, yeah, Green Lantern battery all the way. 
And then you have to be on your P's and Q's about what's a free action and what's a not. Like perplex is a free action. Outwit's a free action. Running shot grants a free action. Charge grants a free action. Hypersonic speed grants a free action. Okay, those sort of things. Picking a, a, uh, picking a team ability with a wild card is a free action. So you have to know all that. But if you don't have that sort of meta knowledge, then don't do don't even mess with the green battery. I just go with the indigo battery and just heal people in the background. I was gonna say I just played indigo battery for the first time against Hunter a couple weeks ago. I played uh, Apollo and was it a uh, Mercury or not Mercury? Yeah. No, it was two of the gods. That's what I'm saying. It was Apollo and uh, uh, really fast guy Hermes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I played Apollo and Hermes with the Indigo battery, and that was I loved that team. That was a great team. I think you ended up winning, didn't you? Yeah, yeah you did. I was playing a, a melee team. Hercules and female Thor. Yeah, that's what, who it was. Um, but what was really good is uh, Prostolite's uh, damage power down dial with the whole allied supports get like plus two to their rolls and don't get a negative two on the result and crap. Oh, combo- yeah. Comboed with those little uh, Cadacious snakes. Yeah, I had almost killed Apollo and one of the snakes healed Apollo up to full with the stupid with that combo, so that's why I ended up losing. Yeah, uh, it is good, really yeah. Good. Uh, Sean, Sean Hewlett, I guess is how you'd pronounce it, says, Hey guys, it's your buddy Sean from New York here. I need some help. I love hero clicks, but I'm more of a collector than a player. That's mainly because my old ball and chain doesn't let me go to my local retailer to play. And when I do get to play, it's usually around the holidays with my brother who cut or cousin who I have to teach the game every time. But even then, I end up losing 9 times out of 10 at, at my own game. That's mostly because I pick characters that I've read about teaming up in comics, or I think they just look cool together. I was wondering if the Trinity of Hero Clicks podcast can give me some tips on building a team and some ways of developing good strategy when I play. Um, I must have lucked out. This is like my episode to be here. <laughs> yeah, I would just say go go watch Edward's YouTube channel. If you're not in the competitive clicks, you, chances are you probably don't. So go to or you probably haven't heard of it, but go to YouTube, Starting Over Podcast, as we said earlier. Check out all Edward's stuff. Um, he has some beginner stuff on there, too, from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, help you get your beak wet. Yeah. And uh, then, then advance that to ain't the... All. And then get <laughs> advanced to the later episodes. Um, I, and I'll just add in, there's nothing wrong with playing characters you like that team up in... Con- like, I, I always play theme teams. I don't know... I haven't not played a theme team in... I, I don't know years. The change to making it so. much easier was definitely um, the one. Uh, the one rule I will say though that when it comes to team building helped me tremendously as a player is the primary, secondary, support, holy trifecta. Yeah, when you're yeah. starting out, it's good to just follow yeah. that. So have a good primary I, attacker, good secondary, and a good support character. I what I've done in the past with uh, girlfriends <laughs> is this because I love you. I need a place so that I can get all my masculine energy out where it's not where I can go and beat and club men over the head and do it that way mentally and then get that all out of me so I can come back and fully love you, baby, because <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah, try that that. that. that helps. And then you also bring your friends over and then you play in the house and then make it real annoying. And then she's like, I'd rather you just do it out there. Just do it out there. How long are you going to be gone? Three hours. And it's like, how, how many times a month are you going to do this? Twice? Okay, cool. And then just do that. And then you come back, you give her a hug, and you make sure you pick up the groceries on your way back in, and you're good, homie. 
you're good. Maybe but take out the trash afterwards too. Just just bring her well, a couple times. That let her know <laughs> that there's really not a bunch of nerd girls there trying to pick you up. Yeah. Okay, like, let's be honest. Nerd girls are never hot, anyways. Well, I we're gonna get a lot of hate. Movies. All right, listen, listen. <laughs> All the Drew fans. All right. The You'll percentage. The good ones. The percentage of nerd girls are not very hot. Prepare, come, Hunter Smith. Let's think about the percentage of nerd guys. Too. Hold on, wait, hold on. Didn't you marry a nerd girl? <laughs> no, I turned her into a nerd girl, pretty much. She didn't read comics before we got together. Well, she was a I big anime. She She's a big anime person, though. I guess. I yeah, that's a dirt. That's a nerd. Yeah, whatever. that's a, that's an anime. <laughs> that's a weeaboo. Anyway. Hunter Smith has two highest standards. Drew Alderson this is a people's man. <laughs> Drew Alderson, twenty sixteen. All right, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Abel Brazil, what's up guys with the new format of podcasts every other week? It makes you guys' new episodes that much better. Keep Thanks. up the great work. <laughs> I appreciate it. Two questions. Have you guys been able to play Street Fighter Five since it came out on Tuesday? If so, what are your thoughts? Dear God, Hunter Smith, have you done anything but play Street Fighter Five? I have because I haven't got to play it a whole, a whole lot as much, definitely not as much as I'd like to because I've been dealing with housing issues. Uh, house update, I, I have a house now. Uh, having, yeah. we haven't closed yet, but I mean, we have the house, everything, so all the stars are aligned. It's going to happen here he, pretty we soon. We haven't figured out and arranged the deal for me to sleep on his couch yet. I don't think that's in the Street contract. Street Fighter 5's out, Hunter Smith. Thoughts on it? It's, uh, it's had a rough launch. Um, <laughs> single player's definitely lacking. For those who don't know the reason for all that, they're not going to come out and say it, but the reason for all that is because they really wanted to get the Capcom Pro Tour going, which starts literally next weekend. Um, they didn't want it to be Street Fighter 4 for like a month and then suddenly switch over to a totally different game. So they basically put out the game a month earlier than what it really should be um, because all the core gameplay, like we're, we're about to play as soon as we're done recording here, we have a Street Fighter 5 tournament here at my apartment. Um, the core gameplay is fantastic. I mean, one of the best, it's hard to say this early, but one of the best Street Fighters for sure. Uh, probably the best by the time it's all said and done. Um... But as far as casual player stuff, like arcade, single player, even the online multiplayer right now is having a lot of issues. That'll all be fixed within the next couple months. And they're going to be um, adding a lot of extra content and uh, options and stuff too as they go. They've already added a couple small things. I'd say over the next couple weeks they're going to really be big improvement in the functionality and the options on, uh, on multiplayer. When battle lounges work, I really, really like them. I really like the new format. You can pick first to one, three, five, ten. Um, you can choose whether you have character selection or not. You know, I think the game's going to get better as it goes. And uh, it doesn't matter, Hunter, because Vega's good. I'm so happy. Vega's always decent. So. Yeah, but now he's not a charge character, and he's got actual combos. Would you guys want a new Street Fighter? Never do. <laughs> Would you guys want a new Street Fighter click set? One that could compete with modern age clicks? Of oh, course. Oh, gee, Hunter Smith. I wonder what our answer to that would be. No. <laughs> Never. No. I got. A, I was sort of pissed when they told me Turtles was going to be modern age. Because I was like, so more crap I have to buy now? And then it's like, no, I can't afford this, WizKids. Don't go back to your old dealing days that you did in, in DC and 10th anniversary and Marvel 10th anniversary where we got a set every two months and then I had to go buy it so I can be meta and... Yeah, no, I'm, I wasn't happy about that. I don't want Street Fighter modern age clicks either. And Please no. Just walking down the street and a guy in a big W costume, big K costume, just kick him over and they start hitting him and they take <laughs> his wallet and walk away. 
there's a song in the club that they play that sounds pretty much very similar to that. It, it goes like, Blank better have my money. And then um, I, when I hear that, I'm like, why do women dance to this? <laughs> and uh, I, I, it confuses me. And then I go back to my salsa club. So, yeah. <laughs> Edward Shelton salsa powerhouse. That's no oh, bachata, homie. I'm a bachata powerhouse. Ladies love me. I'm more of a queso guy myself. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, gosh. you can tell that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. that's gonna do it for us. Uh, be sure. Oh, last thing, we have created a Patreon account. You guys have been telling us um, over the last couple months now. That we should look into getting a Patreon since we always turn down sponsorship opportunities. Hunter's trying to sell my um, dignity on the internet. Y'all got you turned down the the Cheese It sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may have heard our our comedic sponsorships. Obviously, those aren't actual sponsorships. RC doesn't want me giving away their secrets. Uh, I'll give you a hint. The power cars. I'll give you a hint. They <laughs> fart in a can and they call a cola. Taco Bell <laughs> didn't really want me to talk about how much diarrhea its food gives people. Um, but we have created a Patreon account, and uh, for instance, basically, h- here's the gist of it. It costs uh, roughly 20 to $25 for bandwidth each month for our podcast, depending on how many downloads it gets, whatever. It's usually about $23, I think. Uh, the way that I have it set up right now, and it's subject to change if we need to go lower or higher, whatever we can. But you basically just pledge per month. And here are the options right now. They're subject to go down if we get if if a lot of you guys more than I suspect actually donate, then I'll lower the prices of these. Uh, but here here's Please what don't. here's what we have so far. For seven, if you pledge seven dollars a month each month that you do it, you will get to choose one of the following options. Uh, you'll get a video for for either any of these options. Uh, Austin chugging an RC cola. Austin eating a bowl of chili with Fritos instead of Cheez-Its. See, that was okay. Or Austin wearing a wig, singing a verse of a song of your choosing. You get a new video (laughs) new video each month. Wait, 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 on that last one. Okay. (laughs) Shakira is fair game. (laughs) Hold on, wait, what type of wig are we talking here? Uh, My wife is... uh, There's a pretty good collection in here. My wife does costly, like you said, so we got plenty of... uh, I own a couple. You'll have... You'll have a lot of... I don't of, want to know what you're doing with your wig on the weekend. <laughs> a lot Salsa of dancing. Or Austin can it's wear... me, Eduardo. Austin can... Oh, oh God. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> everything's ruined. <laughs> you just killed a man. You know, if you pledge enough... It's not the first time. If you pledge enough, we can even, even get Austin to wear a merkin of your choice while seeing the universe of the <laughs> Why is my dignity for sale without asking me first? I might just subscribe to this so I can see Austin sing Let It Go every time. Um, oh, I've got a pretty good, pretty good wig. For $12 a month, uh, I will ship you a figure uh, that has been featured on Drew Silver H Value Corner every month. With, uh, with of course, the stamp that we had made that has uh, Drew's Silver Age Value Corner seal of approval on it. I'll stamp your card like I've done for some of you guys who've mailed them into us over the, the last couple years. Uh, you, yeah, you'll get a new figure every month from the Value Corner. So that's $12 a month. and then 50- See, he's eating into my stock now. I'm the one buying these. <laughs> 
And then, to be fair, he has been paying for Podbean all these months. If you, and then $15 a month or more, we'll ship you two of the Hidden Gems figures, um, and you'll get two new figures each month. So not only will you be helping us out, you'll get some Hero Click stuff in it, in uh, in return, or you'll get to embarrass Austin in return, whatever you so think is the, That seven bucks is going to be worth it, I'm telling you. <laughs> They're, gonna turn, they're turning into the podcast version of Loot Crate, which sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I doubt we're going to get anything at all, but any it's of like, it's like if you pledge a hundred dollars, <laughs> I tell you on the hundred dollar line, we will get Edward Shelton here to build your team for an upcoming tournament. <laughs> as long it's not for a rock or nationals or any sort of super cute, we will do that for you for the good of the entire show of Dial H for Hero Clicks. All right, hit it, choir. Yeah. For $150, you get the same thing, except you'll get a mic in your ear with Edward Shelton coaching you as you play. Just like uh, any, you know, hilarious no, sitcom. He's, he's an offensive coordinator at the side. He's like, damn it, kid, you're, you're out of place. With his Belichick hoodie on his sleeves rolled up and his clipboard. And his, his I, New York I, Jets I playbook. Already. I know you do. I do that already. My coaching sessions are $15 an hour. <laughs> But yeah, if it, anything That's you guys want to give, it's all going to go towards our uh, monthly dues. And if if we if this thing just becomes a hit and we end up getting more than that, then I, I'll basically take the extra money and we'll buy booster, uh, buy like a, a five figure booster of whatever the last set is, and then I'll ship one random uh, email or you know uh, a booster like that with yep. any extra money. So we're not we're not trying to make any money off of it. It's totally just going to be going towards the podcast, all podcast related stuff. No, I understand. Heck, people that donated to me in the past have helped me uh, get this mic and also helped me with a bunch of other stuff. So, I mean, I know about it. Like, And I'm just for you fellow listeners, and, and you know, some people might wonder, like, hey, Dark Logos, why aren't you on Podbean? Because some, you got to pay. And not only that, I do give the guys credit because you have access to pretty much, like, their whole entire repertoire. And Podbean... One reason I personally didn't do Podbean and I went to YouTube was that Podbean would say, if you're free, you only can have X amount of storage. If you go unlimited storage, it's going to cost you this much. If you're going, you know, you get so popular, it's going to cost you so much more on top of that. So they sort of punish you for success because you're not getting any ad revenue from Podbean. So like from the moment that you start Podbean, you're somewhat like in the red until you know you get popular and if you don't you're just giving them money every month just to do something you know you love and getting nothing in return youtube on the other hand will pimp you out like a cheap whore on the street oh they will sell them advertisements and and then give you some change left but um you know like a lot of people don't understand like how much it really costs in time and resources to do podcasting like, and, and even, you know, when I talked to these cats when they first started, you know, I was like, this is a good show. Just do a couple of things and you're going to be good. And they, they've done that and more. So if, if you really like what's going on, uh, definitely support the show. You know, give it, you give to their Patreon because none of us get paid, like, straight up. Like, I get changed for the quarry. Dear like, whiz kids, please send us booster yeah. bricks. Love, dialage. Where's our opening? We'll be lucky they don't send us a cease and desist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Fucking and Steve. Then, like, YouTube, you don't get paid that much like you used to. Um, but yeah, definitely support Dial H. Wave the flag. Get You still got shirts too, right? 
no, shirt. we had we're out of shirts, and we haven't had enough uh, requests for. I actually, I may have a couple like three X's or something like that. I'll have to look. If you'd like to live in a shirt, <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a shirt. Slash, slash rain poncho. Hit us yeah. up. I'll, I'll hook you up. What do they yeah. call those? We'll, we'll talk about shirts when we're done. <laughs> I, got, I got something for you, homie. We'll talk about shirts when we're done. But, but uh, yeah. yeah. And, and what Edward touched on, one good thing about Podbean is you can literally see all 125 episodes um, and all the details for each one still on our on our main Podbean page. Oh, yes. we, wouldn't reg- or we wouldn't suggest going back and listening to the oldest ones. So. We've Any podcast, I wouldn't recommend listening to anything before fifty. <laughs> yeah, we. I, it doesn't matter who you are. Nothing before fifty is good. Yeah, we should listen to that. the Gen Con episode just cause. But no, no. Was that our no. first? I think that was our first. That was one. our very first episode. That one Gen Con where we were bitching about uh, battle royals. I think was our very first one. It's kind of funny because podcasting in general has kind of taught me that philosophy of you got to be bad to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, one more time, make sure you go check out Edward Shelton on Starting Over Podcast on YouTube. Um, anything else you want to plug, Edward? Before yeah, we uh, I get, I'm trying to get, I'm, yeah, Corey, sorry about that, people. I got to get that up and running. This month's been rough. Uh, one of the team members of Phoenix Nest died, so mm-hmm. since that happened, that, that like wrecked my month. And then we have Tulsa here coming up and so i'm coaching guys and we're also sort of going through and grieving and figuring out uh what we're doing to to help uh his family out uh check me out like i said Corey on ac realm starting over podcast on youtube if if you want me me to coach you uh for real i, I do coaching uh it's like 15 dollars an hour uh and trust me like you go from wherever you are to like steroid superhuman in like an hour so it's it's good stuff it's good stuff but uh there's that, and then uh, you, like I said, check, give to these guys, give to these guys. It's good stuff. They don't get the ducats, and they deserve ducats. I don't well, even know what a ducat is. Don't get ducats or the bitches. We're just losing <laughs> out on this whole scenario. Drew gets bitches, Drew gets the bitches. It's kind He's of giving magic carpet rides and all the good stuff. Like I said, <laughs> Louisiana yeah. lawn jammers. That was Edward's. Joke. Actually, I think I gave you credit for it when we yeah. did that too. <laughs> like I said, gotta lower your standards. You're all the people. We'll see you guys next week Later. or next episode. <laughs>